Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On our episode today, we are going to talk about three health concepts to remember whether you're starting the process of making behavior changes when it comes to your health or you're in need of refining the process that you already have. I wanted to talk about this episode because I think there's a lot of confusion and anxiety and loads of misinformation out there when it comes to what is the best thing that we can do for our health. And I really like to try to simplify the process for all of you and for myself too, because remember, even though I'm a dietitian, I feel like I'm on this journey with you too. And I think for health, it's one of those things that is ever changing. And so at some point, you're going to be on some kind of journey and that journey may be changing as you age or you're going through different things. Um, Or maybe you are in a period where things are a little bit stable, but I like to try to really make it and simplify the process so that it really fits into your lifestyle. When it comes to when I see clients too, I like to kind of do the same thing where I really streamline the process um, so that it makes it makes health and it makes the changes that may be necessary that you have to do more doable and set and set all of you up for a long-term success. So that's why we're going to talk about these three health concepts to remember when starting or refining your process when it comes to making behavior changes with your health. So before we start the episode, I would just like to, you know, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you find value or if you feel like someone that someone like you would really benefit from listening to this, please share this episode because this is the way that we can grow this community of normalizing what it really looks like in terms of um, meeting our health goals and making the health changes that we may desire. And I would be so grateful as it helps grow the mission that I have, again, to normalize and empower women to make the health changes that they want and they feel like they can and that they're very deserving of doing. All right, so the first concept that I'm going to talk about is this idea of starting where you're at, which we talk about all the time, but I really want to focus on starting where you're at right now, not where you wish you were and not where you were 10 years ago and not anywhere where you're, you know, not anywhere that's unachievable that you've been in the past. So it's so easy, I think, when we desire this idea of wanting to make this change. Maybe there's a health change that we have to make and it's very, it has to be done now. Maybe it's you just felt like this burst of motivation and you really feel like you can dig into doing this change. What happens a lot of times, especially if you're getting very excited about it or you feel like this time is different, is that we want to make a million changes all at one time, but it makes it really hard to do that because if you haven't mastered any of those changes, it might end up falling apart on you. When we start thinking about our health, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that we haven't been doing and we feel like we need to implement like a million changes all at one time. 
But what happens is, is no matter what our best intentions are and how motivated we are at the time that we start, life gets in the way and we may not be able to sustain what we've started. And for a lot of people, that really feels like it it could be a failure if you're not able to do a whole bunch of things that maybe you were able to do for a week, but then you weren't able to maintain. And especially when it comes to health, I think a lot of people feel like somehow that they failed. So it just adds to that feeling of being unable to maintain or sustain an overall feeling of failure. So that's why I like to do and really focus on starting where you are in your health journey right now and making one small change until you master it. And then I wouldn't even move on until you get to a, a place where it feels that you're, it's a little bit more doable for you. By doing this, you're really able to break down the steps that work for you so that as you get better and better at that particular task or goal that you have, you can continue to add on to it and then add on to it and then add on to it. So think about it like creating or building a house. So this is the foundation of your health goals, right? So you have to make sure that the foundation is strong. If you're doing a whole bunch of things at one time, all of that foundation might be very unsteady. It might not last, right? But if you're able to just build like so for a house right like the foundation I've never built a house but I'm just visualizing here is that if you're putting a wall up you want to make sure that that wall is not going to fall down right so you want to make that habit that it feels doable that it's something that you have been able to do you have the foundation of it set where it needs to be so that it can stay and then once you figure out and have been able to practice that behavior no matter how long it takes you, then you put the next wall up and so on and so forth, if that's the way you make a house. But you get what I'm saying, right? Visually, that ultimately what you do on a daily basis in terms of your behavior, that's what's really going to get you to your longer term goal. And by doing things that are smaller, it's going to really help you get to a place that you feel more confidence because you're getting some of these wins along the way. It's very hard when you're making health changes because it usually takes a little bit of time. And so then you don't always get that like, you don't always get those small wins along the way to keep you motivated to keep going. And so it's really important that you feel like you can actually do what it is that your goal is and that you can achieve it right now. And not that like, oh gosh, I wish I could do it, but you really want to feel like that you can do it. And by kind of identifying where you are right now and setting realistic expectations about it, um, expectations that are attainable and something that you can do consistently and really working on that, that's what's going to help you get to a point that you can continue to either stay motivated, you know, as long as you can, um, because we know that motivation doesn't last, it's ever changing. But I think it'll also give you some wins along the way that may help you get to the next step of your goal. And then over time, all of these little steps create and hopefully get you to the goal of the bigger goal that you wish to achieve. 
So for you today, I want you to look at somewhere in your health that you're struggling. And if that is something that you want to work on, what is the goal that you desire for that? So some examples that I could think of would be like, perhaps you're not taking vitamins and that's something that's important to you, or you're not drinking enough water, or perhaps you're not getting enough protein. Maybe your diet is very carb heavy and you want the half of your diet, the calories that you consume to be from from carbohydrates, perhaps you want to focus on ones that are going to give you more bang for your buck, like carbohydrates that have a lot of fiber in it. Maybe you are not eating enough fruits and vegetables, or you're eating out too much, or you're not exercising, or maybe you feel like you're snacking too much and you're not even really hungry, and that snacking's interfering with identifying any of your hunger cues. Or perhaps you want to talk to yourself differently. So I really want you to really identify where it is you're struggling and what it is that you want to achieve in the long term. I want you to really think it through because I want you to really start thinking about ways that you can achieve these little things when it comes to, so the goals that I set there, they're big goals that we just, that I just listed. So you want to like break these goals into little steps so that it can make it achievable to to get to these goals. So for instance, if you're somebody who's not taking vitamins and you really want to be taking your vitamins, then you probably want to start thinking about like, okay, where are you going to keep your vitamins? And how are you going to make sure that in your process of the day, you can add you know, taking vitamins into that. If you're somebody who wants to drink more water, like where's your water bottle? Make sure you wash it at nighttime. Make sure it's in your pathway. Maybe you even fill up your water and put it in the refrigerator before you go to bed at night. And in the morning, you just put kind of have a post-it note somewhere where you would see it, like whether you're drinking tea or coffee, and then you grab your you know, that you can grab your water bottle with you. If you're not eating enough fruits and veggies a day, maybe you start thinking about a way to add a veggie each day for lunch. And then once you master that, then you increase that to more meals. If you're not getting enough protein, thinking about also a way that you can increase protein at one meal and do that for a week or however long it takes for you to feel like it's become a little bit more second nature. Maybe you're going out to eat too much. Maybe you can start to figure out, okay, like what meals can I cook inside my home this week? Can I cook one meal more than I did last week? Right? So see how how small that step is. If you're somebody who's not exercising, perhaps you pick a day that you want to exercise this week and you do it that one day. Or perhaps you've decided that you want to do exercise two days this week. Then try to figure out what days it is that you're going to exercise. Look at the weather in advance if you're doing something that's outside to really help identify days that would work for you. And then also really start to figure out like what it is you're going to do so that it just becomes a no-brainer to you. Because that's the goal here is that you can get to a place that you don't have to think about it because it's something that you're practicing so often that you can just, that you're doing it more frequently. 
And then once you do those things, you can start to add more and more onto those. So if you're somebody who is snacking too much, maybe you don't snack between one and three on a Thursday. And then if you feel like that works for you, you do it more days. Or if you're somebody who's talking differently, really, you know, just kind of identifying a little bit more of what's going on there. And we'll talk about that because that's going to be one of the, that's going to be the last concept that we talk about. It's going to have to do with some of the soft talk that we do. So I really want you just to really identify where you are right now, not where you were five years ago or where you were, you know, previously, but really figure out what it is that you're struggling with today and make one small step and one small commitment to yourself that you can do. And again, practice that however often you need to do. There's none of this, well, I should be able to get it in a week. If it takes you a couple of days, great. If it takes you a couple of months, that's great too. Whatever it is, there's there might be some areas that are a bigger struggle for you. So it might be really hard for you to be able to drink enough water so that your urine is a little bit more clearer than on the yellow side. So accept that. And the more you practice it and the more you figure out what works for you, it might take a little bit of time. But once you really dive into that and really figure out what works for you in your life, and you get that down and you practice that over time, then you're going to be, that's going to be something again, no matter how long it takes, it doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as that you're able to figure out what behavior works for you for your life. And over time, these daily tasks that you do and that are really well practiced will really help you succeed at getting to the bigger picture of what you want. And remembering that these small wins are going to help you create confidence and give you that feeling that you're able to achieve what you want. And over time, that's also going to help you get to the life or have a different life than you have now. So if you're somebody who's always wanted to do something and you haven't been able to achieve it, then start thinking about what it is that you're struggling with and how you can take one tiny thing today to make it different that as you continue to build and create a bigger foundation and a more stable foundation, you'll be able to achieve the goal that you desire. The second concept I want to think about or for us to talk about is this idea of creating our own toolbox to rely on when there are obstacles and challenges that will 100% come up during your journey, whatever journey that you're doing, whether it's your health, wellness, or self-care. I think we get so excited about like these changes that we're going to make that we think we're going to be able to be motivated during this whole process, but it just won't work that way. There will be obstacles, there will be challenges, and there are going to be times when it's really, it's really fucking hard. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I don't feel like doing this. So I think what works in here is first knowing that there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be times when you don't do what you want to do and what your goal is. And there's going to be times that you're not going to feel motivated. And that's okay. That's normal. That's part of the process. But maybe trying to figure out ways that you can kind of keep some things around that you can look at to keep you 
in a place that you you can just kind of reconnect to some of the things and maybe it will start to inspire you when you're feeling like you, you're when you feel like you're failing at what it is you're doing it maybe it's going to help you um, just kind of get to a place that you feel like you're able to maintain and keep doing the behaviors that you desire. So when I talk about a toolbox, I'm talking about like, what is it that motivates you? Like, what is it that you can really look back at and be like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I don't really want to wake up at four in the morning and I don't feel inspired and I'm so fucking tired. But what is it that's going to get you out of bed? So that could be something like, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are going through the same thing as you that are, you're supporting each other or you're having, or there's like that one person that you can call up and be like, what the fuck? I don't feel like doing this today. And they'll kind of kick your butt in gear and get you going. It could be like really thinking about what your why is, you know, really when knowing why it is that you're doing what you're doing and really having a clear understanding of that is going to help you and remind you why you're doing this, why you're putting in this sacrifice, why you're struggling and will kind of help get you through that time if you feel like you're really struggling. You know, for me, I like quotes. I know I always, you probably all know this, especially if you are on my email list that there's always a quote somewhere. There's a quote in the podcast or something. And I do that because that helps inspire me. And I actually have a book that I keep like, that I keep track of. And it's like, um, it has like what my, like, what things that I think about myself and things that I want to change in terms of or expanding my thinking. And in that book, I have different quotes. So I can go back in there, like if I'm struggling and be like, okay, and I'll start to read through the quotes. And then there will be at least something in there that I'll be like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. And this will help kind of get me a little bit back into the thinking that I had lost. Um, also, I think it's really important for a podcast. I mean, not just for my podcast, but for any podcast, I think just surrounding yourself with, with things that inspire you. So when I'm really focused on saving and money, then that's what I do. I dig into all these different podcasts about, um, about money, or if I'm trying to get into a certain mindset, that's going to help me. Um, keep my goals on like in the front of my mind, then I'll listen to podcasts about mindset. Or maybe I'll even have like some books around or I don't know, I feel like sometimes like you'll be really inspired by somebody's health journey, you know, and maybe like tapping into that or finding something that really inspires you, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's in a magazine or something where somebody has achieved something really wonderful and you're like, wow, if they can do that, then I can do something like that too. There was a guy on, um, I don't know if any of you saw that. I think his name is Chase. I forget, but he was on Instagram and basically he was visiting Philly, which is where I am. And he had, um, I think broken his neck and they told him that he would never be able to walk again. And he has an Instagram account and it basically shows him like that he was in, he was in the hospital in Philly, then he went to rehab and now he's walking. And I think he lives in California, but it's a really inspiring story. And I feel like sometimes stuff like that really helps me like, okay, 
I don't want to go work out, but like, come on, there's like bigger things. And it really helps kind of remind me of why this is important to me. So what I'm saying to you is that health in general is dynamic. It's always changing. There's always going to be things going on in your life that's going to interfere with your health. And there's always going to be things in your environment that might make it a little bit difficult for you to maintain your health. And so why not create a space that you have that you can refer to when you when you feel unmotivated, which you will, when you feel like there's obstacles, which you will have, when you feel like there's challenges or you feel like like that you don't want to do this or you're unsure why you're making this sacrifice. I want you to have something or a place that you can go back and be like, okay, this is going to help kind of get me back on track in terms of your thinking. This could also be like, uh, like songs too. I mean, I have for myself, I have a physical space. So I have like notebooks, folders. I have like, um, like quotes, but then I also have, you know, things like songs and things like chapters on audiobooks and podcasts that I like to use. And by the way, I think that you should probably have a combo of different things. If there's some songs that you really like, kind of have them downloaded somewhere that you can just be like, okay. Or if there's something in the morning when you wake up, if you're, you know, if you're trying to get up early in the morning, if there's something that You know, maybe you have an alarm or something that wakes you up, but just making sure that you have some kind of, some kind of something available that when you're feeling like it's very hard to do the health change that you know that you want to do, reminding yourself why you're doing it and trying to figure out something that will keep you inspired, especially when you're having a difficult time, because you will have times when it's really difficult. And again, that can look like whatever that looks like to you. I think it's probably preferable that when you are really motivated and you are feeling really inspired to make these health changes, maybe this is when you start creating either whatever it is for you that you know you can go to when things are when things are feeling uninspired. Um, because I think that when you're in that when you're in that motivation phase, it's really easy to be like, oh, let me get all these things together and you don't mind putting all that hard work in. But when you're really feeling uninspired, it's very hard to be like, oh, let me go through some like quotes and get myself, you know, together. Or let me just think of this song because I I feel like we almost don't want to do it. So it's really hard to get back in that headspace. So when you're feeling motivated or even, you know, a little bit each day, just kind of start thinking about ways that you can create your own toolbox to help you to get through this time and to navigate this time so that you don't feel like you're failing, that you feel like you're just giving yourself the support that you need to get through. And as you continue to do this and be on this journey, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and you're going to learn about different tools that work better for you and different tools that don't inspire you as much. And the third thing we're going to talk about, which I always love talking about, is this idea of any of the emotional baggage that we are carrying around or any like unprocessed emotions that may be interfering with your health. And in particular, what we talk about is going to be this idea that there is this mind-body connection when it comes to our health. 
I think lots of us, we like to work on our outside health. So we like to go to the gym or we think about like what we're eating. But there's so much that we neglect when it comes to the inner stuff. And personally, I think it's way easier in some ways to work on the outside stuff. Like what I'm going to eat and if I'm going to do any physical activity today as opposed to really figuring out what's in my head because a lot of that feels like it feels really hard and I'm not in a place where I don't feel safe or I'm just I just don't I'm doing something and I don't want to process those emotions and perhaps you feel that way too so that's why I wanted to talk about this mind body connection that we know is happening So the University of Minnesota has this information about this idea of mind-body connection, and I can leave that link in the show notes. So when we talk about mind-body connection, what what does it even mean? I feel like we talk about it so often, but nobody ever really defines it. So it just means that our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our attitudes can positively or negatively affect our biological functioning. So... Our minds can affect the things that we do and how healthy we are in our bodies, right? So some of the examples that they talk about that our physical body, so that means like what we eat, how much we exercise, can impact our mental state, right? I think all of you would probably agree with that. So if we are, you know, eating really well and we feel like we're eating foods that make us feel good, then we're going to feel good. And that's going to impact our mental state by making us feel good. And if we're eating stuff that maybe doesn't agree with us or that we feel like doesn't give us a lot of nutrition that we might need at this particular time, then maybe it might impact your mental state by maybe feeling, maybe you feel like sluggish or that you just feel like you're not doing, um, the things that are going to make you feel different. So there is some kind of interrelationship between our between our minds and our bodies. So for instance, you know, if you're feeling anxious, right, there is an increase, there's something happening in our body. So it's not just that you feel anxious, there's going to be an increase in maybe your heart rate or like your stress hormones, maybe you'll even eat because you're dealing with that. Um, and then if you're stressed, like same thing, like there, it might impact, it might impact your body, like in terms of what you eat, or maybe you'll get a headache or there's something else going on. So there's a guy that talked about this mind body connection. His name is Dr. James Gordon. He's the founder of the center for mind body medicine. And what he talks about when he's talking about this idea of mind body connection is that the brain And this is a quote, the brain and the peripheral nervous system, the endocrine and immune systems and all the organs in our body and all the emotional responses we have share a common chemical language and they're constantly communicating with one another. So all of this, when I'm talking about mind-body connection, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this because it's really hard to love yourself and to do the things that are really good for you if you are coming from a place where you're carrying along emotional baggage, whether you're carrying along shame and guilt or any unprocessed unprocessed feelings, emotions, or trauma that you may have gone through. And sometimes this even results in you talking really bad to yourself. 
and treating your body in a way that maybe you don't know how to treat it any differently, but maybe you can treat it better. Maybe it's not, you're not treating it up to its, you know, capacity of what it can be treated like. And this doesn't serve you and it's not going to help you achieve the long-term health goals that you desire. And it may end up keeping you stuck in the past, the stuff that you're telling yourself and maybe able to not move forward. A lot of times I think this is best demonstrated with dieting, right? So people will do these diets. And did you all know, I don't believe in diets. I believe in lifestyle change. Because I think with lifestyle change, there's things along the way that we learn about ourselves and different emotions that are released that we can really start to really figure out and create awareness of ourselves, more awareness. And sometimes I think with dieting, it, we neglect that part of it. Because again, I think sometimes it's easier to control what we eat than to really hash into the emotions that we may be feeling, especially if we're prone to overeating or emotional eating. And, you know, when we talk about whole health, and that's what we do in this podcast, since it is the Whole Health Empowerment Project, we talk about all of you, not just the outside of you, because you're treating the whole person. And that's why we talk a lot about mindset in this podcast. Because sure, I know that you know what to do. And maybe there's things that you're not educated on that we talk about. But I think for the majority of women, you kind of have an idea of like what things are going to make you feel better and what things are not going to make you feel that great. Women are really intuitive. And so it's this idea of treating the whole person. I think it's very hard when you're just treating the outside of the person and not dealing with the inside. And so for instance, you could have somebody who lost a ton of weight, but sure, they did these things in their life that gave, that put them in a calorie deficit and they were able to, you know, to have some weight loss. But statistically speaking, you know, like 90% of the people that lose weight, especially from dieting, gain it back. And so why is that? I think that some of that has to do with these, this mental component of it that like we're treating this outside person, but we're not treating what's going on on the inside. And so the goal here with this whole mind-body connection is to really try to figure out and create some awareness that this is happening. And awareness that you, you know, in, in addition to working on whatever goal you have, if you have a goal to, to you know, have changes with how you're eating or if you're exercising, to also tap into this idea that maybe you need to figure out and start to think about what you can do to really start to release or acknowledge or create awareness for the inner thoughts that are happening too. Whatever you're telling yourself or whatever feelings are happening that maybe you're not able to deal with or even become aware of because life is just so busy that you just can't really stop and, and think about it and acknowledge it. So when it talks about like creating some kind of awareness, so instead of just doing the outside stuff, what are some things that you can do to help create awareness of any of the feelings or the emotions or the trauma that you may be experiencing would be meditation or prayer. Um, I know meditation, we've done podcast episodes on meditation and you can go back. I did a podcast episode, uh, I think it was last 
I redid it in December um, about meditation and what that looks like and how you can do that. And prayer works like that too. I mean, prayer can be if you're somebody who's religious or even if you're somebody who prays, I think that can also create that feeling of awareness and connection and calmness. Um, yoga is a way that people connect with their body and just kind of a little bit more of what's happening inside of them. And Tai Chi has also been really helpful for that too. Therapy is also an, another way um, that can help create that awareness. There are support groups and also anything that creates some kind of like relaxation or that creates mindfulness will also help create that connection and awareness that may help you. You know, in some of these studies that I was reading, it also talked about doing something creative like art or music or dance helps kind of bring some connection and awareness to however you may be feeling. And it probably depends on how, um, how connected you are with yourself and those components as well. And hypnosis has also been something that has worked. Um, you know, like I'm looking at this list and I don't think it has to be one thing. I certainly can think and hear about a couple of things that I do to create awareness. And again, I'm not even, I have times where I'm not even aware of at all of different things. And I think that that's somewhere I really struggle with. And as I'm looking at this list, I'm thinking I meditate, I do yoga, I do therapy, I've done support groups. And yet, you know, I think there's I think it's probably a really hard thing that women struggle with, at least I know I do. So kind of taking and trying to see if there's anything that can help create that awareness for you. Because you don't want to continue to carry whatever emotions you're carrying around, whether it's the shame, the guilt, the trauma, the untold or false stories that keeps you stuck in the past. Because it's going to be really hard Um it's going to be really hard to change your behavior from the outside if you're unable to get to the root of what it is that you're feeling. Again, I think that that's what happens a lot of times is that, again, with dieting, it's like you're dealing with all these things and you're making all these changes, but the one thing that you're not doing might be if you're somebody who has guilt or feelings of unworthiness or that you're not enough, which I know I've struggled with. Even if you're dieting and exercise, and even if you get to a weight that makes you feel really good, those things are still there because you're not doing anything to try to help release those feelings. And so it's really trying to get and try to figure out how you can navigate those and really manage those feelings that is ultimately going to get you to a place that you can start to accept yourself more on the inside, which will then be a reflection that you're then able to start practicing some behaviors that will start to show that you're loving yourself on the outside. Does that make sense? So making sure that you're managing or at least acknowledging and and creating awareness and maybe even taking action, acknowledging, taking action and creating awareness so that you can start to manage that emotion so that all the other stuff will start to you know, will start to put into place and help you carry out and create this self-love or any kind of love on the outside of your body so that you're not in this, you know, you're not in this place where you love yourself, you hate yourself. And I feel like I'm not even really saying what I mean, but ultimately 
It's just that you're finding a place that you're managing those emotions so that you don't find yourself repeating these behaviors over and over again where you're having this idea that you're yo-yo dieting or you're yo-yo emotional eating or that you're doing something that is taking you away from your behaviors because you're not dealing with the underlying emotion which is dominating everything. I hope I said that better. So again, let me remind you of the three concepts that we talked about today as I like to talk about, is starting where you're at right now, not where you were 10 years ago or where you were five years ago, but where you are right now when it comes to your health. And then we talked about creating your own toolbox to rely on when there are undoubtedly obstacles or challenges that will come up along the way. And then last, we talked about this whole idea of the mind-body connection and how important it is to process any of those emotions that you may not have processed that may be interfering with your health because ultimately getting to the root of what that thought or that feeling is is going to help you achieve the health goal and allow you to take steps that you want to love on yourself more because you've dealt with that or at least that you're dealing more with that. And, you know, you may need multiple things to kind of help you manage that as I do, or maybe you don't, but it's just kind of looking into what works for your life, because I know a lot of people think that meditation is really hard. And so perhaps for you, you would do something different. So remember to start where you're at with the focus on progress over perfection and reminding you that this is a lifestyle journey and it's not a lifestyle spread. It may take some time to get rid of any of the thoughts or emotions that you've been carrying around with you for most of your life. And that's okay because that's part of the process. It's really hard to undo all of that all of that stuff that we've been carrying around for so long, all that emotional stuff. But I think sometimes we're like, oh yeah, like in a week or two months, we're going to be we're going to be like better or that. I don't know. Like, I just feel like we want these changes so quickly. We want this like instant gratification, but you know, a lot of these things we've been doing all of our lives. So it's really, it's not going to happen that quick because it takes a little bit of time to undo all, all those behaviors, but knowing that that's part of the process. So I thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great week And if you found value in the info shared in this podcast, please share with other women like you so we can begin to normalize all the things that we talk about here and we can get to a place that we're ready and we feel like we are deserving of all the love that our body, that we've been depriving our body of for so long. So I'll see you guys back here next week. Thanks again.